the view. Mm-hmm. I really can't get enough of it. <laughs> yeah, it is really something. guys we're back again for another special episode of guess what your favorite show chatterbox and your favorite segment in conversation with <laughs> i was not expecting this intro <laughs> i know right <laughs> i already asked you who's gonna start the podcast <laughs> and you're like oh you can start so i was like oh, okay cool and then you just started speaking i was like okay <laughs> you know when you just started just like okay let me just flow with it and i sounded so radio just then you did. Yeah, you did. um but we are back and there's a strange voice you probably hear there's a yeah. third voice in the corner yeah. and that is our special guest today this is our third episode of in conversation with yes third episode yes, yes. so you know guys we're getting better and better this year with better and better guests and everything yes. so excited so today we have abiola with us <laughs> Actually, can you come closer to the mic a little bit so yeah, that they sure. don't they don't miss anything that you say hello this is better yes okay yes cool. you can hear her voice guys great we have Aviola with us today. In the building. And um, we, we, quickly before we start, let's just plug her socials quickly. Should we do that now? Should we do that after? We can do that throughout the whole episode. To be honest, we can. <laughs> we'll it's, just be dropping it here and be like, oh, you can just follow her on Twitter here. And I know. I just need to make sure I have the right one. Is it ABX? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Wow, stalker much. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> My friends are always like, why is your name Abioxla? <laughs> so yes, as uh, A-B-X-O-L-A on Instagram yeah. and on Twitter mm-hmm. as well. And I'm just going to read what she says in a bio. She's a writer and a creative business advisor, but I'm sure mm-hmm. she's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And she'll probably tell us today what exactly it is that she does. And we're going to talk to her about her. So what we do with in conversation with is when we get our guests on, we talk about like their journey to where they are right now Mm -hmm. and then when we get to that point we discuss advice and tips for people who are also trying to follow the same path with a similar path Mm -hmm. and things that you know you could have done better or things that Mm -hmm. you feel like um you if you you could tell your younger self that just to avoid these kind of things like that kind of thing when we get there and then finally we'll talk about like plans for the future anything you want to plug anything you want to say and yeah so this episode is pretty much about you yeah about your awesomeness and (laughs) just telling everyone about the amazing things that you do because she's great honestly she really is I'm excited (laughs) (laughs) so sorry I've been talking for too long no no it's okay continue (laughs) I'm done now (laughs) anyway yeah so um, can you give us like just a brief introduction Mm -hmm. about who you are what you do why it is you do what you do yeah sure so um, yeah um, like you said I'm a writer so what that looks like right now is I write long form articles on my blog about spiritual growth personal development and everything kind of in between those worlds and then creative business advisor is a term that I've given myself to summarize everything it's a bit random but I just feel like I can't really fit into any other box so I just made it up myself but it basically means that um I have a career management consulting which is basically business advice and what's Um, what's it called 
what, what is what called? the career you said you have a management career? consulting oh, oh yeah. i thought you said like you have a career management <laughs> consultancy i don't know why oh I no, no, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was that was like my background mm-hmm. and then i moved into working marketing and business yeah. development for like other big organizations so yeah. i felt like i wasn't a marketer but i wasn't just a consultant either yeah. so yeah. for me it's like creative and business advice mm-hmm. and like since then kind of been advising like small brands individuals um and that's kind of my goal to just keep on advising um specific clients mm-hmm. i don't take on everybody but very small specific organizations yeah. um helping them refine their brand and also think about the business side of things as well do you do that with a group of people or is it just that on your own or? right now it's on my own okay. um so we'll see how things develop <laughs> it's all very new um okay. the terminology that i'm using but um yes yeah, so, like it's really one-to-one it's really personal um um, so yeah, we'll see how things develop. So just quickly, just to touch on that, when you say you advise, um, is it small small businesses? So what kind of, um, is it, are we looking at startups? Are we looking at like social enterprise? Are we looking at just someone who has an idea and just want to, wants advice on how they can approach um, their branding and all of that? Good mm. question. So it's probably all of the above and okay. more about the type of organization. If I like believe in what they're doing yeah. so this is why I'm saying it's quite personal it's not just like taking mm. on everybody so I've worked with people who are like poets and want to like and I can help them with different things like doing a bit of their graphic design or like thinking okay. about how they can put up their website I wouldn't say that I'm a professional graphic designer though, but it's like visual <laughs> stuff Canva makes you feel yeah, like you're a professional really <laughs> no, Canva is the best um, website it is it's the best it's actually like yeah it's one of the best websites yeah. in like the last 10 years yeah. Um, so yeah so that kind of stuff okay. um yeah, so, so it's, it's anyone, really. Yeah. It's just more about what's our relationship, what's your business. Do I think it's cool? It doesn't have to be in the same field as me, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so it ranges. So we'll see how, how that continues. Oh, fine. I'm just going to, like... Adjust, adjust my the, mic. It's yeah. so hot. It's huge and it's so and hot. This yeah, it's just <laughs> the edge. Really. Yeah, okay. no. This hair in the summer is really. It's not yeah, it. it's not. At least you guys. I don't. Me, and my mom have a weave on, so you know. <laughs> oh, I can't yeah. Yeah. Sorry for you. Wow. But yeah. Anyway, so we're just gonna start from the beginning, like I said at the okay. start. Mm. Um, and just talk to us about, you know uni we'll start from uni what you studied you know what you thought you wanted to be and what Mm. thought you wanted to do and you know how Mm. that kind of transformed over your three or four years three years yep okay cool so yeah Yeah, sure so um before like i'm gonna probably jump like to school just before uni because it's kind of a little bit of a story there so i kind of yeah i felt like i've just been like all over the place in my life and just not really not in a bad way but just i just like different things that don't really match Mm. so for in in uni or in um sixth form sorry i studied maths english french and fine art so people were like yeah that was (laughs) the people were like wait what like what yeah it's like so random Um, and i love them all because they were so different and I felt like they were they just covered me in different elements mm-hmm. um, and at one point I was thinking of going to art school but I decided against that mm-hmm. um, and then I thought I wanted to study English literature at uni um, which I really loved I studied it at A level but I wanted to do I was thinking like okay I want to do something I've not done before so mm-hmm. it's a bit more of a challenge mm-hmm. which is why I went for law which is why I ended up studying Oh wow! and oh, I yeah. thought okay um, law that also, wasn't pressure from parents not at all okay. it's so strange like actually it's a very like because everyone on my course was basically 
black, basically African. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, that wasn't the case. Actually, I was kind of told to do whatever I wanted. Um, but I thought, okay, law is like about how the world works. And sometimes I felt like English was about how the world works, but in hindsight. And I mm. wanted something like practical in this day and age. Um, and then I was also thinking like, what can give me a job after? Probably law. That's not true now. Now that I'm on the <laughs> other side, it's not really. it doesn't really matter what you yeah, study. No. But at that time, that's that's all I knew and that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so I applied to unis. Um, I got into Warwick. I never even went nice. to the open day, but I just decided to pick there. I didn't really know why. Um, but for me, it was like the best decision ever. I love my uni. My mm-hmm. two sisters go to that uni now, so I mm-hmm. guess I've like, sold it quite well. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that's what kind of brought me into uni, and that's why I wanted to study law, etc. Um, so as a law student and in a place like Warwick which is so focused on like getting your grad job and things like that um, I thought I might want to be a lawyer and yeah like Imperial as well and um I thought I might want to be a lawyer, so I did. I worked in, like, a media law firm, which was amazing in my first year. This really amazing company. Um, But I realised very quickly that law is basically, you know, no shade to any of my lawyer friends, but it's basically being in a room probably a quarter the size of this, surrounded by, like, papers stacked to the ceiling, (laughs) looking for, like, one sentence that will change the whole case. And I just didn't want to do that. Like, I just thought that is not me. Like, I like, I thought I would be a good lawyer because I feel like I'm opinionated. like to convince people of things but I just thought I'm not that scrupulous to like look at every (laughs) single thing so I thought okay forget that Um, and then being like I mentioned at Warwick the only options at that time the companies that were coming to us were law firms banks and management consultancies Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to work in banking because everyone told me that they worked like round the clock and they got paid Mm -hmm. the best but it just sounded like too much work and I wasn't interested Um, and then I heard about management consulting when I was in my like at the end of my second year And I thought, okay, this is helping other businesses to run better. And I might want to be an entrepreneur in future. So maybe this will be helpful. So I'll pick this one. And it also looks like the least work. It's the least money, but it was still like better than average. So Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, this is like, this will work for now. Sorry, just to cut. I find that at uni, like, especially, I'm sure you must have had the exact same experience, but like, you have to make decisions for your career like so early on. Yeah. Especially if you're on a three-year course. It's like, yeah. how can somebody in first year already know what they're going to do by the time they leave university? Like, that doesn't make any kind of sense. It doesn't and that's make why sense. you probably find people like the graduate that they actually get once they leave uni, unless it's a vocational thing, in five years' time, they're probably not doing that because yeah. it's just like, I had, that was my best option right there and right in front of me so it's very interesting that you said that and it's like that is exactly it like half of my friends from my grad scheme I worked at one of the big four um like don't work there anymore and like do different things and we've it's not even been up to five years since we've left uni it's five years of September um so yeah I mean it was great and the experience I really enjoyed it but at that time I started my blog um, and I really was like okay I'm creative like I studied fine art in A level like I really wanted to like be an artist and all that kind of stuff Um, and this is an opportunity to write like I did in English you don't write as much in consulting as you would in law for example Mm. Um, and I really love this and I learned what marketing was I knew what it was when I was younger but you know no one tells you to go and be in marketing like it's not the career that people are Mm -hmm. like that looks sexy and back then we didn't even really have like all these startups that actually made a lot of these jobs look viable um so I was like okay um I'm gonna keep doing my blog and I had opportunities to write for um she leads Africa and join um like startup communities and stuff and through that experience all while I was in my job I thought okay 
actually I want to do like marketing stuff so I spoke to a few consultancies um, um, and kind of ended up working in another big four but in their marketing department and relationship development which I really enjoyed um, but again like I'm just constantly about like evolution mm. so I'm kind of in that phase now where it's like what is next which yeah. is why I'm starting this kind of business advisory side of things okay. Okay. Um, so that's like the evolution and it's key what you said about you know people are, within five years they're probably not doing the job that was advertised to them yep, on their grad yeah. scheme but companies are s- a bit slow to realize that so lots of companies still think okay well you did this so you're a this you yeah. studied law, yeah. you're a lawyer or yeah. you did your training contract and you're a lawyer or you worked for the first three years mm-hmm. in a bank and you're a banker so they're still catching up to the fact that people can be like whatever they yeah. they want um which kind of means that a lot of people i know are either doing their own thing now or they're finding ways on top of their job to really add value to themselves because mm. a job for most people just isn't enough so yeah yeah as in what's your own take on that to be honest <laughs> Lord, i feel i feel like I've, I've only been working now for what a year and a half mm-hmm. and i've i'm already like you i've never been i've been interested in a whole load of things like mm. all all around i guess the same kind of what would i call it like industry i guess mm. but like all my things that are oh, i can't speak today all my things that are of interest are like all over the place and mm. i just find that one job doesn't yeah. do it for me mm. and like of course, I love my job and like, I'm enjoying what I'm doing yeah. but I'm also kind of like oh but I could be doing something else and like yeah. so I'm just I'm sat here enjoying my job but I'm also doing something else on the side or doing many other things on the side yeah. which is then taking away for my job so I'm not giving my job 100% or I'm not giving my side hustle 100% it's just it's but then it's, it's also kind of like true. I don't have enough to just leave my job and be like, oh, I'm going to be yeah. an entrepreneur. Or like, oh, my, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah like it's. Too. But I feel like I, I pray that one day, you know, I will get the ability. Or it will. Yes, you will. It will happen. It will. Honestly, that's what I'm praying for because I just, I feel like maybe growing up or like our parents' generation or whatever, yeah. for them, like maybe when they were being, when they were growing up, they, were, they had to be told, or they were told rather that they had to work in a certain thing. You had to do this, yeah. this and this, yeah. and this is how you get your money and this is when you buy a house and you get married and yep. you do this. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like, I feel for us growing up now, there are so many different things that we can do mm-hmm. and we're exposed to so much more. Mm-hmm. So, our interests are so varied. Yeah. And, uh, don't, and th- don't get me wrong, there are people who want to be bankers and like, yeah, yeah and that, that is it. That yeah. And people who just want to be lawyers. But for the people who don't want to do that, it's, they're in this kind of like, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, but I always say like, yeah. not always, but like there's something I've always kept in the back of my head that like, Personally, I don't feel like my dream job has been invented yet. Yeah. Because like you said, we're, we, well, we've lived through times where I'm allowed to have like interest in this and yeah. that. And I want to put my hands in this and try this and that so that, but like right now, there is no job that I can do all, all of that. those things. Yeah. But we are getting to times where, you know what, somebody who actually enjoys business as well, but also likes music on the side can go and do something within that industry and mm. still be doing business. Like we're getting more, I feel like, 
as we evolve, like as a society, we're getting more into those um, ad- adapted jobs. So they're like intertwined. Yeah. And I feel like later on in life, maybe 10 years time, my dream job will have been invented. But personally yeah. for me, I'm like, it's not out there. So I'm just going to keep on working until, you know, something yeah. comes about. And whatever it is, I'm sure it will be amazing. Mm-hmm. But really quickly, just going back to what you, you were saying, I was just thinking, you know how you said you did... um the subjects you did were so varied. Mm. It sounds like somebody who would probably go off to do like an American college system mm. where they allow you to go and do like minors and majors and you have opportunity. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, those kind of people that they, I feel like for a lot, for some people, the English education system, especially university, is so restricted mm. because they tell you, you need to go and study this or you need to go yep. and study that. You need to go and study that. Whereas in America, it's like you can study that as your full-time thing but you can also have your freedom to do other things so i just wanted to know why was it was it ever an option to you like oh maybe i'll try going to america or were you just like oh i'll just stick here yeah that's such an interesting point actually so i grew up in england um, and i went to a school that was kind of like very english it's been around for like 300 years kind of thing (laughs) and no one was even talking about american unis like all people were talking about was oxbridge basically and i didn't even it was just it never even crossed my mind that i would go to america i didn't even think i knew at that age that they even had that system Mm. i obviously know now but i don't even think i even knew um so yeah in hindsight i would say that that system probably works for people like me and also giving yourself more time like they have that foundation year where you kind of just do loads of different things my course was three years i never had a gap year before or after or even like yeah, a gap six same. months so I know that for me um, later in life slash now mm-hmm. I'm going to be looking for those times where I have a break because you need one mm-hmm. and like you said that these subjects and jobs they're created without you in mind yeah. so it's mm-hmm. unlikely some people are really lucky and I know people who are lucky enough to like fit into it and just feel like yep that's it but for those of us that don't feel that you yeah. we have to like now do the work of kind of creating it yeah, for ourselves which can be quite scary but it's also I'm really enjoying it as well. Mm. And it helps to have people who are, like, on that wavelength as well. Mm. Like, um, I have, for yeah. example, I have a friend who, she studies triple E. Um, that's electrical, electronics, engineer, or something like that. Mm. Um, but she was, she interned at the back. She did technology, um, the div- technology division. And basically what they do is a lot of coding, a lot of software engineering. And she enjoys that part of it. But she's also very, very creative. And so the bank that she works at now, they started this program. They just recently started it. Um, and it's something about, like, emerging technology. It's the technology division mm-hmm. where you basically are like at the forefront of what is like happening right now in technology mm-hmm. so like AI all that kind of stuff you get to research in that you get to understand it so that you can then bring it into the bank and see how and see they can well. do that and for her she was just like that's so ideal because she doesn't want to sit down all day and be coding and be by a laptop but she still has opportunity to research and also like use her creative side as mm-hmm. well as so I think like I said before a lot of a lot of companies, I feel like, are starting to change. The, yeah, the work are. description is t- starting to change, especially yeah. when, you know, technology. We can talk all day about technology. technology. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it's not it's not the same anymore. And I, I love it. It's great. Yeah. 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 So would you say that you're, like, a full entrepreneur now? Like, you work for yourself or, you know... Mm. Um, I think I'm in transition, so hopefully we can check back in in six months and I'll give you a proper answer to that. But that's my answer right Guys, now. Guys, hold on to that too. Yeah. <laughs> what um, would you say um, are like the perks and I guess like the disadvantages of creating, you know, this? you're creating something that, like you said, hasn't been done before or at least you didn't know about it before. Yeah. So what would you say are like the perks of doing that and then obviously the disadvantages? 
Okay, cool. So I think we'll start with the disadvantages, like all the challenges is that, mm. especially if you're like me, so you've gone to a really academic school, really academic, mm. uni, you studied law, like you did a grad scheme, mm-hmm. everything in life has been like set out for yeah. you. As much as, yeah, you have your own struggles, like trying to get the grades or trying to get promoted or, mm. you know, please your clients or whatever, it's still, you know what good looks like and you know the steps to get there because mm-hmm. it's been done before and it's a path. Um, whereas now it's like undefined and that's a benefit and a disadvantage mm-hmm. because you're like if I do if I choose to take this step it could go horribly wrong or it could go right and nothing I can really do no ma- ma- amount of research or advice yeah. from people is going to guarantee an outcome maybe it will help me define whether I think the outcome is going to work or not but mm-hmm. there's no like guarantees basically yeah um, so I think that's like one of the biggest disadvantages for some people I know. Um, so I have a friend who um, quit her job at Google to be a full-time entrepreneur. Um, and wow. she um, runs like Afro-Caribbean dance like classes in London um, and actually Ooh. all over Europe. Um, so Bam Bam Boogie, I'll shout her out. <laughs> I'm actually um, looking for a Bam dance Bam class. Boogie. Yeah, I'm going on Tuesdays. Is it like so fitness or is it? It's like fitness with like yes. Afrobeats and dance hall. She's oh a certified God, so personal cool. trainer and stuff like it's like, like health related. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's really fun. And and I think, like, um, just, like, looking at her journey, but she started, like, way before me, is just that, you know, sometimes it can feel quite lonely as well. Mm. Just because even if you've got friends that are on the same wavelength as you, everyone's still doing something different. It's their own path. Mm-hmm. So as much as you have people you can talk to, it can also feel like I'm literally alone. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, the aspiration or my kind of, like, saving grace is that, well, hopefully everything will work out, you know, that all of Some this will be worth other. it, you yeah. know. Um, and I was actually listening to a podcast on my way here. I'm not not yet finished um, by Bethel Church. Um, I'm Christian, so I like to listen to Christian podcasts. And um, he was saying that, you know, that everyone has greatness within them and so mm. many people don't know it because they're still in their comfort zone. Mm. And the title of the, the podcast is, is The Greatness Within and the subtitle is like The Me I Never Knew or something. And I'm just like, I don't want to live my life not knowing this has always been my yeah. thing so when I was in um sick form I applied to study law and my two universities Warwick and Nottingham offered me a triple a um offer which basically those are the ones I chose mm-hmm. and there was another uni that offered me AAB but mm-hmm. I knew that I didn't want to go there mm-hmm. it wasn't I wanted to go to a uni in like the top 10 of, mm-hmm. for my yeah. course mm-hmm. and I just knew that if I got in there I'm not going to go I'd rather take a year out mm-hmm. so yeah. I chose the two like Warwick and Nottingham and it didn't really make sense because if you don't get your grades there's no <laughs> for it and um there was a button on there was a little box on UCAS that said tick if you um, want to notify your school that these are your options so I thought oh yeah I'll keep them in the loop yeah. they've helped me on this journey I ticked the box they called me in the head of sixth form head of <laughs> careers what are you doing what, are you doing? <laughs> what if you don't get the grades yeah. and I was like so you don't believe in me yeah. like I've done my best in my AS to kind of get 90% in everything mm-hmm. and you still don't think I'm going to get an A this is mm-hmm. not a very encouraging conversation mm-hmm. and I like literally I burst out no, in, in tears oh I, yeah I was so upset I burst out in tears I left school and my school's in the middle of Hertfordshire there's no bus <laughs> I had to walk like 20 minutes to get to the bus stop. Oh like, it wasn't like an easy I was I don't know why I was just so frustrated so I was like ah. so I didn't even have to notify you guys I notified yeah, you just yeah. to be nice and you were telling me that I'm not going to get in and the only justification I had to them was that if I, I, I'd rather try and know that I didn't get in yeah. than go somewhere else and be or on well, you know what, what maybe you needed that 
maybe you actually like needed that to push, push you, you maybe yeah. to actually achieve those grades like who maybe. knows who actually who knows but I feel like it's always one of those things where it's like in the back of your head you're like oh so you think I can't do it yeah. okay I'm gonna prove you wrong exactly it was, exactly. It was, it was exactly. how much it's kind of at stake yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah so from that mentality I'm always reminding myself I'm like you can't be less risk averse now that you're 26 when when you were 18 you were literally like at that mm. point it's not that I'd really had a proper job or anything at that point like going to uni especially in the school that I went to like if yeah. you didn't get into your uni you know you, that's like the biggest thing that's yeah. like your world yeah. is over so I was literally. like if, if to me taking that risk then I was like well, I don't want to live my life thinking, what if I'd gone to the unis I wanted to go to? Then yeah. I need to kind of maintain that that feeling now. And it's di- more difficult the older you get. You pay taxes, you have bills, you have responsibilities. Yeah. Oh, my God. Exactly. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't have kids yet. It's not. I don't have yeah. the most responsibilities in the world. So yeah. let me not kind of like pull myself back and like just take myself out of the running now. Yeah. So yeah, I always try and remember. I always remember that story and I'm like, try and keep that. Yeah. I have my own version of that yeah, story. Same, actually. Like, same. it's always in the back of my head because every time I catch myself just trying to, like, stick with my comfort zone and keep mm-hmm. on doing what I'm doing and get caught and not try and push myself and take risks, I always just think back. I'm like, who was that person? Exactly. Who was that girl? Because clearly she's somewhere in news, just exactly. suppressed her down. I don't know how. And remember what you achieved then because surely you can only achieve more now. Exactly. So... Honestly, that my story too is up there. <laughs> I think everyone That's has great. one of those I'm going to prove you wrong moments. Like yeah. everyone, especially if it's something that you know you can do and then exactly. there's someone out there being like, oh, but are you sure? Or oh, do you do you mm. really think? It's like, don't do that. Don't, mm. don't try and diminish my abilities because you, for some reason, have some... It's in their statistics. They need to yeah. make sure that, okay, you know, usually girls don't usually get this, da, da, da. So clearly she's not going to get this. Yeah, and, you know, and they don't believe that. And it's based on averages, hard. but like, yeah. are you who's trying to be the average, not me? So do you, do you know what I mean? You can yeah. never really buy it. How do you um, keep track of your personal progress? in terms of the work mm. that you're doing and your personal development because mm. that's something even I want to try and learn how to do better at because it's, it's not I'm still at uni so I'm I just you know on to my third year now um, thank you and so um, personally I don't have as close a relationship with a lot of my lecturers I only have like my tutors and stuff so it's not like in school where everyone somebody's always giving you feedback about this about that about that so I've kind of lost track of you know seeing how I was at the beginning of the of the year and how I was at the end so I just wanted to know how you kind of do that with work as well as your own personal development mm. hmm, that is a very interesting hefty. yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry it's like yeah. full on like really I honestly thought it was hefty <laughs> hefty um I don't know I'd say like let me start saying I don't think I know in terms of progress mm-hmm. do I track my progress so in terms of work you try and find stuff that's measurable like that's what mm-hmm. I try my best to do which is not always easy mm-hmm. um like right now or am um, I like like I said I was working marketing for a big four firm and it was marketing is always hard to measure full stop yeah so we would try to measure things like the amount of people that came to events we do feedback um the amount of people that opened our newsletter clicked on things so we would try and it's never the perfect picture because all because they didn't open the newsletter that time doesn't mean they didn't see it or doesn't mean they don't feel the same way about what we're offering or mm-hmm. because they didn't come to an event doesn't mean they don't care doesn't mean they didn't want yeah. to so it's all it's not perfect but you just try and like triangulate basically based on the data points that you have um, and I think that's the same in my personal projects as well things like um, yeah, newsletter growth blog reads comments but it, it is very hard I think I, I suppose um, having a, like 
strong sense of self-awareness is quite key because then you can tell like just in your quiet time and you reflect you're like do I feel like I'm growing as a person have I learned something new like what you you can kind of feel whether you're you've got momentum or whether you're standing still Mm. um so for me it's a very like feeling process um and then other things like you know getting feedback from your friends not like a formal you know let me review my progress but (laughs) some of the things that your friends will say in passing you'll think Mm. okay Three people have said this now. I got that from you. Did you know what I, I mean? did. Really? I, yeah, I did about how you should take down, write down what your friends say to you about things that you're good at or things yeah. that they think that yeah. you know you do better than other people, and just write that down. I remember that from you. And I remember on my way here, actually, I was just thinking about all the things that I want to do, and I remember that a friend of mine who probably doesn't remember herself said just to me like a, uh, probably like nearly a year ago now. She just said, "Oh, you're graced for this," and like she probably doesn't remember, but mm-hmm. for me, it's not my, it's not the only thing I'm hanging on to you because I would say that you can't define your whole self and your whole life based on what other people tell you mm-hmm. what people tell you should be a confirmation of things that you've probably been thinking yourself yeah. but you haven't been bold enough to say yeah. so I just remember some of the things my friends have said and it like encourages me but then also in the same way I know that I'm really private so sometimes the comments that I get from my friends are like oh like you that you didn't tell us anything and I'm thinking okay <laughs> so just remember that and just try and like adjust to that as well because like especially in your relationships it is a relationship so mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you have to please the other person all the time but a relationship is about meeting each other in the middle um yeah and meeting each other in the sacrifice middle. yeah, as well. so, yeah. Oh, lordy wow um so i remember so you were saying earlier um that you have a blog which mm-hmm. i actually really enjoy reading um what would you say or why would you say that you started it and what would you say like keeps you writing hmm um, so I started my blog, I think, in like 2015. Yeah, 2015. And the year before that, um, one of my friends from uni, she did a four-year course, so she just came back after I did, a year after. And um, she started hosting like these fellowships. And at first, when she invited me, I thought she was inviting me to dinner. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to eat. Yeah. <laughs> that was really what I thought. When I got there, there were like all these girls that I did not know. Like I knew of them, but I like, yeah. didn't know them. I was thinking, oh, like, like I've just said, like I'm quite private. So I'm yeah. not, I'm an introvert. Like new people like kind of overwhelm me all oh at God. once. Same. So I got there, I was just thinking, oh my gosh, like what is this now? Like mm. where is the rice kind of thing? Like where is the rice? And like from that day, it was kind of like a refresher of my Christianity. So I've been Christian all my life and I've been lucky enough to like grow up and watch amazing like women of God and men of God do things but mm. when you're young you don't always understand yeah. um, so, I, so at that age in 2014 I felt like I grew into things that other people who'd gone before me had laid out um, and I was like growing into them and living them on my own terms so we used to have like really intense fellowships like all the time we'd always meet up people thought we were like crazy because we were, wow. they were like why are you always together like you're freaks like you're not even friends with them kind of thing <laughs> um, and I just felt like in that period between yeah. like summer that 2014 and like October 2015 which is when I officially like launched my blog um I just felt like okay so much is happening and I have learned so much about God that I didn't know before Mm -hmm. that how good would it be if people who probably have negative connotations of Christianity actually learn these things as well so I just started sharing what I learned Mm -hmm. and yeah it's been an ongoing journey that has just evolved and I think from that experience what keeps me writing is that you always like life happens so you always kind of have something to write Mm -hmm. I remember at first I spoke to 
one of our pastors who kind of like mentors us and I was like I think I want to do this blog but what happens if I don't have anything to write about like what mm-hmm. like what happens if things run, run out and he was like oh, you'll never run out and it's true you know the Bible's one book that's never really been changed for mm. all these years and people still there's still so much that it gives yeah. you on a personal level and yeah, pastor can be preaching know. for nearly his whole life from yeah. that same book yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's like there's things that that's the thing that like doing going through like these fellowships and just like reading the Bible I'm like wait this is in the bible I just felt like I was saying that so much that mm-hmm. I was like nah I need to share this with people because everyone thinks they know what's in the bible because of what other people have told them yeah. including pastors but yeah. no matter what anybody says on Sunday as important as it is you need to read it for yourself mm-hmm. because that's when you will actually see what, what what you need to see like it's a collective journey and you should go to church and you should fellowship with other people yeah. but it's also individual um, so yeah personally I have like a barrier I don't know how, like, what it is, but I've been trying to, you know, get back with... Get, I said get back with God. We're not fighting. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I've been trying to, you know, improve my spirituality and become, mm. like, a more spiritual person and stuff. But I just have this wall. I don't know mm. what it is. Like, every time I feel like I'm making a breakthrough, it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I can't. I can't. And it always comes to reading the Bible. Mm. Like, I will start and I'll just be like, okay, cool. Okay, this is this is not bad. This is not bad. And then by day three, <laughs> yeah, I have the same problem I'm just as you like, when it comes to reading the Bible because I find the Bible to be so overwhelming. Yeah, like there's so much information, and then I'm always like, okay, so where do I start? Exactly. And then people, and then you see, the worst thing to do is go to Google. So I go to Google, and I'm like, mm. how do I read the Bible? Bible. And <laughs> everyone has different opinions. Yep. Someone is like, start from John. Someone, Someone is like, like, no, start from Genesis. Yeah. Someone is like, no, just pray to God and then open and your Bible. That one, that one. So yeah, I've had that so many times. I've pray tried, to God and open your Bible. I've tried all of them. Yeah. And I'll every single work. one of them, I, I start. I'm like, okay, this is good, like you. Yeah. And then day three, I'm like, oh, I forgot to read my Bible this morning. I'll do it when I come back from work. And then I don't. And then day four and then day five and then day six. So it's, and it's only when it comes to reading my Bible. That's exactly I I don't understand. I feel like I've made breakthrough with prayer a lot. I've made breakthrough with speaking in tongues. I've made breakthrough with like just going to church regularly, but Mm. the Bible. And the thing is, everything stems from there. So you can't mm-hmm. tell me you're making progress in all these areas yeah. when you have not the fundamental of it or you are not even in it. Yeah. And I never understood that until recently when they just started preaching about it. And like, even the pastor saying, even what I tell you, go and check it yeah. yourself. Yeah. Like, if the pastor's not doing that, and this is the thing about being Nigerian or maybe even other cu- cultures, if I love Nigerian people, like, ah, people are just following the pastor. Uh, yeah. That doesn't mean that Christianity is wrong. That Thank means your you. pastor is, you know, has K-legs. So it's up Thank to you. you. <laughs> it's like, yes. are, you, are you expecting to get everything on Sunday or are you yeah. trying to do it yourself, you know? But sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 that's fine. Like, it's just, it's like, a lo- like you said, are you expecting everything to get on Sunday? There's a lot for somebody to break down. Yeah. And you can't have one-on-one time with your pastor to exactly. mentor you through and um, tutor you. Yeah, one hour sessions every, every week <laughs> this or something. is what you're supposed to do today no. and then tomorrow you do this you can't it has to be I feel like a relationship with Christ has to be your relationship with Christ yeah. not you and your pastor's relationship with Christ your yes. pastor's relationship is completely different to yeah. your relationship mm-hmm. you have to find your own way of speaking to God your own way of hearing God you can't be like oh my pastor heard that this is going to happen for me tomorrow so I'm just going to wait it's like no that's not how it works exactly like have you prayed on it have you have you felt peace about it have have you heard God talk to you about it so it's like I don't know but what would you say is like your 
like advice to people when it comes to like reading yeah, the Bible. That, but that wall, man. Yeah. <laughs> I really need help. Interesting. So what I would say is um like I think like everyone, including me probably, like overthinks it a lot. So things mm. like if they're reading their Bible, they have to be obviously it helps to be in silence and have quiet time every mm. same time every day. But if you're already struggling, trying to put all these rules in place it just makes it overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So I just say like people should just n- not overthink it initially and not think that if they don't do it, then they're bad because then that makes you like, if you miss it one day, then you feel like it's a bit more stressful the next day if you have that mentality. Whereas yeah. if you just think, whatever I do today is fine, then you're more actually more likely to read it. It's a bit countercultural, but that's more likely yeah, to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then practically, like like actual things um, that help me are um, the Bible app itself because it has so many plans so I have tried to do this thing um, by my church my church is HCB and they have Mm -hmm. the Bible in one year plan yeah Um, I'm still doing the 2017 one in July 2018 (laughs) so I just want to make that clear because while you should be doing it every day like there's some it's not easy and that's because sometimes like there's a lot to read there and sometimes I just want to read things that I've read before or like look at my notes or I do another plan that's based on a particular topic so you know on like I don't know a relationship or hard times and and it means that that those days like mm-hmm. get left over and before I felt like oh, wow it's 2017 every time I complete the day it's going to show all my friends following me that this one's in 2017 <laughs> and I'll probably still be there next year but um, but I'm like well this is my life at the end of the day whether I finish this thing yes it's Bible in one year and they've designed it very grace- yeah. graciously for it to be one year but it's actually not by force it's your own life so I, I'm just like I'm going to do the one that I want if it means that I read one verse with a, with a bit of commentary that's great if it means that I don't that's also great like, I just can't stress myself out about it because yeah. then why are you reading it? If you're stressed and you're like, I need to make sure I've ticked every box, mm, yeah. then is that really, like, a relationship with God or is that you trying to just, like, tick every box? Yeah. So I would just, like, let it flow. For me, yeah, the Bible app has helped so much because it yeah. points you in the right direction for a topic. Somebody has commentary or sometimes they have a video and I just start there. And then for me, I start to remember, like, phrases. So I don't know. Um, yesterday I, I had an event and I was preparing for the event and I remember... The, I was talking, it was talking about being bound to different things and like having freedom. And I felt like, I I felt like it said in the Bible, oh, you're bound to Christ. But I wasn't sure whether that it was a real thing. Yeah, so this yeah. is where Google comes in handy because I remember like small things. I'm like, okay, am I bound to Christ's Bible? And mm-hmm. it will come up. So the small verse that you think you're reading, if you have any other ideas, like literally just Googling it and like stuff comes up mm-hmm. it's not it's not an easy read and maybe that's why it's so important because everything that's worth doing as we all know is is yeah. hard yep. um but yeah those are some of the practical ways really um another thing that really helped me um is one year my friends and i did this um bible study which is different from like a, a daily devotional called um believe in god by this pastor called beth moore she's from america mm-hmm. and a bible study is like it's, it's literally like a book like like this big it was five weeks um, she had like exercises fill in the blanks mm-hmm. and a reading thing and it was like really intense wow. it was really really good but it was, it's like really it's almost like being in school like mm-hmm. it takes like two hours a day and that again like just helped me know the bible a bit more mm. um, so there's like so many different resources but I think for me like letting my mind and my curiosity lead me yeah. has been helpful and just not not putting too much pressure on myself either yeah I think that's that's probably the most like you said just yeah. having you say I'm still in July 2017 <laughs> I started this thing like last year like I think a lot of people have that in the back of their head like oh my god I need to do this I need to do this I need to do this but just like relax your yes. relax yeah. your when life. I first um, <laughs> started reading the bible in one year 
I re- I remember starting it last year, and some of the Old Testament passages mm. are really long. So it's one of those things where you can go through the Psalms really quickly, and the New Testament you can go through that really quickly. Yeah. And then you get to Old Testament, and you're you're reading it for like 15 minutes, and you're still there. You're like, wow, okay, this is really long. Yeah. Like, oh my god. And sometimes it's just names. It'll be like X Y Z, son of X Y Z, and you're just like, oh my god. But you don't want to not read it because you're like, oh, if I maybe if I skip a certain name, I don't know. Yeah. So I remember just going through and just wanting to make sure I could just tick all the boxes and be like, <laughs> okay, I did the whole of January. Because, like, I don't like... I'm so OCD in that way. I don't like opening it and then seeing that I didn't finish, finish a day. Or day. it will have, like, half where you've only read, mm-hmm. like, the Psalm and the New Testament and just, mm. I couldn't do it. So I just tick it and say I'd read it, but I actually hadn't. And it really used to bug me and I'd be like, oh, I'll go back and read it. Yeah. No, I won't. Yeah. No, I won't. No, I won't. Very rare. <laughs> I think with the Old Testament, like, it is hard for people. And something that someone has said or people have said is just that, like, God already knows your emotions. So I don't know why we pretend <laughs> that. It? Do you know what I mean? Like, so sometimes so when things are actually boring, <laughs> I'm like, deceiving? who are you deceiving? No one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading and I'm like, huh, this is really, like, this is really dry. You know when your eyes, like, glaze over and your eyes are, like, looking at the pages, but there's no nothing going in? I sometimes I'm like, God, like, honestly, this is really boring. So I need to just, like, take a break. Can you help me? Like, yeah. Yeah. Understand, like it's not easy. I can't you know when you're, like every passage. Reading. I've grabbed it. Because yeah. I yeah, yeah. You know when you're reading something and you start falling asleep. Yeah, I feel so bad when I'm reading the Bible and I'm like, oh, <laughs> never mind. No, I'm up. God, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. It's like, but then I, I don't know. I think again, it's that pressure that I put on myself. Like you have to read the Bible. Like you have to know this and yeah. it's But it's also kind of like God knows my intention. Mm-hmm. Like He. I will eventually one day read the whole Bible. And, and that's it, you And know? that is my plan. But, like, to put that pressure on myself to, like, you must read three you must read three chapters today. And if you don't do that, then read it's the yeah. chapter. Hey. Three chapters is very ambitious. As in. For, like, and that's the thing that, okay, yes, it's a chapter. And we think, okay, I need to do this in one day. All because it's one chapter doesn't mean it's one day. Like, mm. it could be one week. Yeah. And I think, I would say, though, that sometimes people do um, say, well, you know, like, just focus on the New Testament. And actually what I was saying um, to one of my friends yesterday is that um, for me in hard times I don't want to put the New Testament and the Old Testament against each other because I feel like people do that a lot or try and take one over the other but I'd say that they have been useful for really different things Mm. for me as much as people say that the Old Testament isn't practical that's more practical to me sometimes than the New Testament in terms of Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do right now what should I actually do not what Mm -hmm. should I believe about myself or God because I feel like that's covered in the New Testament but what should I turn left or right? I feel like that's more practical. Mm -hmm. And that's because there's so many human stories. And what we get turned off by sometimes in the Old Testament is like the language. So I say like, look at a different version first first and foremost. And then the other thing we get like turned off by is the fact that they're like, in war all the time basically or like they're farmers yeah. so you yeah. can't really like relate like no one's yeah. working in an office mm-hmm. but that re- those things those are their jobs those are their life decisions and it has really helped me in making life life decisions mm-hmm. like um, there's a part of the New Te- Old Testament somewhere where I can't even remember which king it is but they are going into battle and there's like 30 of them and there's maybe like 300 enemies and they and the, the um, king's people are like should we do should we go should we not go mm-hmm. And all he says is that, let's go down and maybe the Lord will give us favor today. And Mm -hmm. I remember that a lot because he, first of all, doesn't pretend to know everything. Mm -hmm. He's just like, 
maybe God will give us favors. And it shows you that in your decisions. It's not every yes. time that you'll hear God Ooh. approve you and give you one tip. Nigerians, <laughs> listen or open your ears. <laughs> like... And there's so much, that's that's what I love about the Old Testament that it's literally about people's lives. Mm-hmm. So when you remember that this is not an imaginary somebody lived this, it just yeah, there's so much you can learn. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it is a journey. It's yeah. definitely become easier for me over the years. Um mm-hmm. when I think of it in stories. Yeah. Like yeah. I wanna move on to friendship because li- wow, did you read my mind? We are literally wow. we are the same people. Literally. <laughs> Both leaders as well. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I wanted to move on to friendship and just talk because you've dropped friends a lot. Like mm. you said the word friends a lot. So I'm I'm feeling like your friends are very, very important to you. They are. And you can always you can also tell like on your social media as well, like um the first question I wanted to ask was how important do you feel it is to have the right people? Like, you know, there's you know you've had some friends that you've known since the beginning, mm-hmm. since you guys literally were born together, that kind of friendship. Yeah. But you meet some people and they just have this influence in your life mm-hmm. and for the better and like it's not even it's like they bring the better out of you and they mm-hmm. inspire you to do like great mm-hmm. things as yeah. well. But you just don't have that same feeling with some the same the person that you've known all your life but I think a lot of people feel like they still need to have loyalty yeah. to that person because you know ah, you've known me for 15 years I've yeah. known you for, you've known that girl for only yeah. one year so that's a very Nigerian mentality yeah, yeah. Yes. so I just wanted to know like how important what, did you have to go through a transition of you know removing other people from your life who just were not good for you or not necessarily like removing yeah not just distancing yeah, yourself yeah but like away. distancing yourself yeah, yeah. and just mm. that I think that's a very important question yeah. and I do don't claim to be like the expert on friendships. Yeah. I very much have my insights because of all the like higgies that I've been in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that for me, just like reading, we said about reading the Bible. I just think things are not that deep, and you shouldn't just you should just not force <laughs> things. That is literally my yeah. best friend. <laughs> she literally think just, just thinks that nothing is that deep. <laughs> it's just not. All these things are not that deep. So, for mm. example, the friends that you connect with, that's great. The friends that you're distancing from. That's also that's fine. fine. Having said that, there's a balance because you shouldn't yeah. be lazy in your friendships. You should be proactive. Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. do feel things waning and you know that, and you feel like they shouldn't be waning, I think you should invest in in them. It just mm-hmm. really depends. Um, I've gone through experiences where I've had friends say things like there was a time when I went through a really hard time in my life, and as I mentioned before, I'm an introvert. So what that meant to me at that time was just being by myself. Like I didn't talk to any of my friends. I just completely cut myself off. The people I was with in uni were like, "Why is she always angry?" The people that I knew from home just they, they just didn't hear from me I'm not saying that's the right thing to do now that I'm older it's not right to cut yourself off Mm. but in that process I then at the end of it came out at a time and I thought wow I've just not talked to half these people forever Mm -hmm. I need to send them I like to write I sent them an email explaining like what I've been through and I'm really sorry if I've um, like cut them off and things like that and the responses that I got told me a lot because some people were really understanding mm-hmm. and some people didn't even say, oh, what had happened? Other friends were like, let's meet up. Tell me what actually has happened. Mm. And other friends were like, well, I don't see why you like you were talking to her. I have a lot of female friends. Oh. I went to a, fem- a girls school and all yeah. my friends are girls. And they were like, I don't see why you're friends with her when you're not friends with me. And it's actually like that's based on social media. So and that's not no, but social media is not true friendship. But all because I haven't posted you doesn't mean I wasn't exactly. with you and vice versa. Yeah. Um, and and that com- it wasn't just that that was an ongoing conversation of yeah. me trying to explain and the person just not really wanting to un- understand. So I said, okay, well, I'm not going to force it. I don't see I don't see you as an enemy. I don't believe in having enemies. Really, I'm just like, well, this conversation isn't productive, so I'm just going to leave it there. 
And a few years later, that person kind of came back and said, you know, I was also going through a really hard time. This is why I reacted like that. I'm really sorry. Mm. And that is like a friendship that's going on its journey of like mending itself. But yeah. it's not, nothing is kind of by force. I was like, well, I've put myself yeah. out there. I've apologized. And also I have to accept that even if I did apologize and come back, you know, however many months or years later, say that I'm sorry, I've not spoken to you. And somebody is hurt by that. Then that's also, that's not just on them. It's also on you. You can't mm. expect to you know be so distant and then like and everybody to be okay yeah, so it's really vice versa and I think it's the same and some things and that's like a very dramatic example but I've also just had friends that like have just distanced themselves or in the things that they say in passing I just think that's not a principle that I live I live my life by and I just mm. don't believe in that and it doesn't mean that you have to be you have to believe the same thing yeah. but people will say certain things that they think are normal on an ongoing basis and you'll think I can't that that thing we need to agree on you know so yeah. I've had people in the past say you know I don't want to talk to my friends about the good things or bad things I'm going through you never know who's happy for your downfall and you're thinking <sighs> I'm your, your friend, friend. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, and I get it like we're Nigerian like people were very superstitious yeah, yeah. I, I'm superstitious but I thought wow I'm your friend and you've actually said this to me so like what are we really doing? Yeah, like, it's not I mean, really like exactly. It's not really like it's just shouldn't be this deep, no, really. at, at all. Um, it can't so I think yeah, there's a, there's an ebb and flow and a naturalness, or organicness to things, yeah. and then there's also yeah, you do have to invest like having friends that live in different countries or mm-hmm. even friends in London, and you just don't see. Um, you do have to be active. Not everything's just yeah. going to fall into place like that. But yeah, it's a balance. I'm that kind of person. I take my friends for granted. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> so I do I. And I'm so sorry to you guys. I love all of you people. But I, like, I'm the, because my thing is, oh yeah, we've been friends for so long. Like, I think the, if I see them in two months, it's going to be the same thing. But it's like, no, you actually need to take time out of. And my thing is, my excuses are always sometimes just very stupid. Mm. Like, they just don't make any sense. Your friends mm-hmm. want to see you. They're going to make you feel better and happier. And you're just there like, I'm not even in the mood. I'm not even that. Like, obviously, it's going to get to a point, like you said, naturally, where they're just going to stop calling you yeah. and asking you to come out. Yeah. You could be like, she never answers her phone. Yeah. So why should we do that? So yeah. like, I this year, I've been trying to change and trying to do better and just make sure that I'm in communication with them. Because we're in, we're in London together. Yeah, exactly. London. We could be worse. It could be Scotland and, and London, you yeah. know, and you, you don't even take time to go and see them. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very, very true. You said. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask something about friendships when you were talking and then completely left my mind. But um I'm sure it'll come back to me. Um, would you say that your friends have been like really instrumental when it comes to like your faith and things like that? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just because everyone is on their own journey and yeah. everyone has um like in the Bible it talks about everyone has different skills. And um that really comes out, I think, in your faith because some people are like me, like I love writing and I can explain the Bible like that. Yeah. I have friends who just naturally like they know all these backstories. Like when they yeah. tell you the stories in the old testament, you're thinking, How did you know that? <laughs> that all that this person is the son of this, yeah. you'll know the meaning and the reason yeah. and the significance why yeah. and it just makes it come alive. And I think um yeah, just going on that shared journey with people because nothing is in isolation. People do, you know, fasts and projects by themselves, but it's so different when you're doing it with other people it's mm. so so different and you get closer you get more intimate you share life's ups and downs um so for me it's been like critical um so yeah so I'm glad we're talking about this topic because I've been thinking lately I need to not do more of my friendships because yeah. we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do more but just be a bit more intentional I yeah. gave my best friend a birthday present for the first time oh like yeah I'm, so, I'm, I'm still waiting for a present <laughs> 
<laughs> I just, that's like that's, I just thought I'd put that out there. <laughs> this year, you never know, it's coming up. But like that for me was, and I put a lot of thought into wow. it because I just kept on thinking like, this girl has done so much for me, and our friendship is very strange in that. Like, we don't talk about how much, like, we really care for each other. Mm, We're just yeah. like, oh, this guy, oh, this guy, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Like, it's very, it's very somehow, like, sometimes. So I just was like, actually, you know what? And even when I gave it to her, I felt so cringe. I was like, take. <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I think definitely just showing them that you actually, yes, you may not see, I may not see you as much yeah. and all that kind of stuff, but, like, I really, really, really do value, like, you always being there for me. And little things, like, I remember when I was in school, I'm not like that anymore, but people that I used to call my friends, I used to care so much if they like beat me in an exam mm. or if like you know if they got something an internship and I didn't get or like opportunity to do this mm. and I used to care so and these these were my close close friends mm. and I remember at the time like I was just thought just natural I'm sure everyone feels this way but now I don't know if it's something just growing up and just becoming more mature my friend one of my friends she'll come and tell me every single successful thing that she has done and I sit there with pure happiness yeah. Yeah. And, I, and like I love it like to the point that I would even ask okay what have to do like did we do this did we get it like so there is no ounce of jealousy there is no ounce of oh my god when is my own going to come like my own will come too like yeah. we're working on it and she, just as equal she'll be asking me okay are you doing this are you ensuring that you're doing that but like I can sit there and listen to her talk about her success and have no problem at all and that's one thing I value about my friendships now it's just truly amazing. Mm, so yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you know when you're talking about how you don't show like your best friend yeah, any like I don't. I don't do it either. And yesterday I was in her house and she was talking to one of her friends on the phone and she was like, Oh, I love you, bye. I was like, um, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> when have you ever said I love you? And she said to me, Have you ever said I love you to me? Yeah. And I was like, but I'm a really, like, mushy, mushy person. Mm. So I probably have said it, but we don't say, like, yeah. I love, love you, you, bye. Yeah. If she said it to me, I'll be like, girl, I'm bye. And I'll just cut the phone. Yeah. And then it just dawned on me, like, wow, so she can actually say I love you. Wow. No, but you have certain friends. I have certain friends that I say all the time, love you, though, because then they're like, love you so much. Miss you, miss you, miss you. So yeah. you give me the same energy. <laughs> yeah. But my best friend, like, she is not like that yeah. at all. And, at all. like, we know, I know when she's, like, she cares and all that kind of stuff. Like, you have your own language that you have with your friends. So. I, yeah. I, I used to That's say true. that I had, like low maintenance friendships like, or like I'm a low maintenance friend so like I don't need to speak to you every single day Yeah, I can right. go like two months without speaking to you and I don't think like we're not fighting I just don't really yeah, want to really, talk yeah. but like the older I get the more I'm kind of like I, the I don't need to speak to you every single day yeah. or I can go two months without talking to someone and be completely fine and think that our friendship is okay but like the other person probably doesn't see it that way yeah. mm-hmm. so the other person is probably like oh so you're just not gonna say anything or like you can message me and I'll respond in like three days so, wow yeah, I, I just replied to one of my friends maybe three weeks later yeah. and I was like ah. and I was like I'm sorry I'm so backlog <laughs> <laughs> I said to my friend because she messaged me like two weeks ago and I just responded because but you see I remember responding or at least I remember responding in my head, but I didn't actually send the message. Yeah. And I just res- responded to her being like, I'm so sorry, I'm just trash, I know. <laughs> but it's just one of those things where I just, I don't see it, well, at least I didn't see it as like, I was like, oh, just relax. Like, I'll get to you when I get to you. Yeah. But then the other person probably doesn't see it that way. And like you said, I feel like we 
definitely need to be, or at least I do, need to be a lot more intentional with my friendships. Like, yes. Like, exactly. a friendship is a relationship at the yes. end of the day. And so it's like the same energy you'd give your boyfriend or your husband, the same energy you should be giving your friends. Exactly. So it's, Oh, it's a bit mad still. Yeah, it's just a... It is. And I think it's easier when you're younger. For many, dips, depending on what your yeah. upbringing was like. Yeah, we did that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Morning school. A lot well, of people, yeah. yeah, if you're in boarding school, mm-hmm. you're just in like, I went to day school, but I saw my friends every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to really think, okay, yeah, I didn't see my friends from church every day, but I saw them every week. Mm-hmm. My friends in uni, I saw them roughly every day. And then yeah. when you go to work, all of that just dies. So, yeah. Yeah, things change. Yeah. And then you, as you get older, things get a bit more tough in life. So you actually need each other more. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. true. Mm-hmm. It's just a oh. random... I think we've done about like... Yeah, I just want to have a break question. Okay. <laughs> this is like very light. Are we halfway through? Um, I think so. We're even probably like more than halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't even felt it. It's been so great. Um, So like I just wanted to know, do you travel a lot? Like are you the kind of person that enjoys traveling and stuff like that? What city or what country do you feel like can you connect with the most? It's just a random question that came to mind. You can't even answer in the level. Oh, you already know my answer. What's your answer? Los Angeles. Really? Have you been there? That's the one you connect with yeah. the most. Really? Why? Um... I don't think I can. I just I just think it's my favorite city. So in my mm. head, it's the city I connect with the most. Mm. But it, I, the city I probably connect with the most is probably Lagos because home, it's, everything. It's more like when I when I go to Nigeria, it's just so much easier to be relaxed. Yeah. I don't need to put on an accent. <laughs> I don't yeah. need, like you, you, yeah. everyone just gets it. Yeah. Whereas like. I just like LA because that's where I want to live. But like, <laughs> LA is my answer. <laughs> I feel like for me, it's some probably somewhere in Asia. You know how I am about oh, Asia. Yeah. But like, you, you love Asia. I have no. I went for the first time last year to Hong Kong. Wow. I'm going to China this year. Um, so like, I just always, ever since I was young, I've always had this just like passion to just be there. Mm-hmm. When I say Asia, I mean like more of East Asia as mm-hmm. well. Um, like to so just go and travel around and experience. The, I, I love richness of their culture and yeah. I like I think it's so similar to the way Nigerians are and the way like we are in Africa like mm. culture is so deeply embedded sometimes it can be a bad thing but so deeply yeah. embedded in the way that they are and the way that they live and like just going to school with um um, people from East Asia as well like having that connection with them they get you you get them so I always felt and even when I went there this year I was there for last year I was there for a month and I was just like I just didn't want to leave I was like mm. like I can so see myself living here I know there were some there were some days where I was just like oh my god this is so annoying because like everyone is just like so different and it's yeah. a massive culture shock Hong Kong is not even that bad everyone's telling me China is going to be even worse but like Connection-wise, that has always been the place. Yeah. Like, always, I've always oh. wanted to go to Singapore, Malaysia, Hong Kong, somewhere. And I've always said to myself, if I can even get an opportunity, just a small opportunity to live there for about a year or so, like, oh, I, would, I, would I would die. Grab it. Oh, my God. I would I die. Would I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I don't really know what I do. Well, that's it. You should look for it, though. Yeah, Especially no. the way that the world is going. There's so many opportunities to, like, work yeah. abroad and stuff. So what about you? I think for me, so, like, I don't travel as much as I think I should. My sister, one of my sisters is really... Really like a travel person and she's like yeah you need to you need to you're becoming old you need to get out while you're like young and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but I'd say that this one of the cities I connect with the most is or countries is like the Netherlands it's quite mm-hmm. random so like Amsterdam but also like the Hague and just everywhere um because it's just you when you get there you can feel that people are just so chill mm-hmm. that's it it's like everything's just relaxed like the air is fresher people ride bikes not me but you know like it's just nice <laughs> yeah. like I don't know why there's something 
I don't really have any other reasons, really. But <laughs> when you're there, yeah. you just feel it. Like, people that I know that have gone recently are like, yeah, I completely understand what you mean. It's just chill. I, mm. I don't know how to explain it. Um, no, I know exactly what yeah. you mean. I went to Amsterdam, like, was it last month or two months ago? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And exactly what you said, it's just chill. Yeah. Like, everyone, the vibe... Like, I don't really know how to explain it. Like yeah. you said, I think you have to go to experiences. It's I just, really want to go. It's just so. relaxed. Everyone is calm. Everyone is relaxed. Everyone is also really friendly. Mm-hmm. It's also just... It's just chill. I, chill. Don't, I don't know. I love London as well. I'm not going to lie. Like London, yeah, but, is, like, London is home. Yeah. yeah. I get what you mean. So it's one of those mean. things where it's just like... Okay. I mean, I love you, but like... <laughs> yeah. I really... I feel like people who live in London... Or yeah. I, I don't know. I really take advantage of London I don't explore as much as I should mm-hmm. like I see people who come from like America or come from like Europe or even come from Nigeria and they go to all these places I'm like I didn't even know this I didn't even know London had this yeah. like you just go to all the places that you know still never been on the London I still really never. oh wow no you should it's been 10 years I mean yeah, I've never been on the London I can't say, oh, it's just a circle <laughs> and it is just a circle yeah. but it's like nice to be to just, just be, yeah, yeah. Be well, I haven't actually been on the, wow that's really bad I haven't been on the London I either Hmm. It's worth it, I'd say. But I just feel like it's like thirty minutes. Is it like it was like an hour? I just feel like the value for your money is a bit. Mm. Yeah, like I can't like when I went, I was like relatively young. But it's nice yeah. like on a date or so some people do it for their birthday, so they hire out the pod, oh, and that's wow. quite nice. Yeah, and I don't think it's like any. I don't think it's crazier than any if anyone had like a birthday dinner in like central London for the most part. Um, so yeah, like it's not like unforgettable, but I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. I feel like it should be it should done. Should be done. Yeah, hundred. There's so, so many places. You don't even want, yeah. I don't want to yeah. start beginning my own list, but um, you know, Future Bay. If you're listening to this, um, you can yeah. just take me on a date on the London Eye. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Although you know what I've been thinking about lately, summer in London is amazing. Yeah, it's really especially fun. when the weather's like this. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I down near where I live in West Kensington, they have this. It's like a pub thing that they. they make it up during the summer mm-hmm. it's stunning it's called the prince and they've got um like different restaurants like surrounded around it but there's like a main bar in the outside area flowers everywhere it's Gorgeous. so nice yeah. like people want to talk to you everyone once the sun comes out people are like oh my god so how are you like, I don't, I don't know you, but sure, how are you? It's just in a, everyone wants to talk. I want to sit there, but I went to the pub the other day as well. Can you imagine? And I'm not yeah, a pub, pub person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a pub person. I just like, I just want to be there just to, just to feel the vibe because I, I was also in good, think I was that, in a good mood. I also think that we also have like World Cup fever this summer yeah, as well. Oh, I definitely so, do. So, yeah. so true. I wanted to make a bet yesterday. Oh, God. I, I actually want, I want to bet on who's going to win the World Cup, but then I feel like now it's going to be a lot more expensive to put a, yeah. I don't bet, really know what, how betting what, works. Yeah. 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 But um, I want to put a bet down, but apparently it's going to cost me hundreds of pounds. I, really? No. Oh. It's okay. If it was like 10 pounds, yeah. oh, I'd do it. I thought it would be like 10 pounds, but I guess now that we're closer to the end. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. very, very If England true. wins the World Cup, Wow, oh I know. that's God. what I'm hoping for. Maybe we'll get a bank holiday or at least like a <laughs> Why holiday. is everyone saying this bank holiday thing? Because when you end up working, you're just See? desperate for anything. <laughs> like, so many people were sad that like the last royal wedding wasn't a bank holiday. It was on a Saturday. Yeah. Come off it. That was... No, but Harry and Meghan are really selfish to put their wedding on a Saturday. <laughs> that's, that's selfish behavior. I'm so done. Do you not think that was selfish? Yeah, I, I guess. You should have done it on a Friday, so you get the Friday off, so you have a long weekend. 
Ireland. Wow. In yeah. the sun and everything. Like, yeah. that bank holiday people were desperate for... <laughs> As in... But the reason they would shock all of you. Um, England will win the World Cup and she'll be like, that, that's not Seriously. my business. Their parade, yeah. their winning parade will be on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> so everybody can see it and it can go to work the next day. Yeah. But, you know, I was already... So, to be honest, let me, let's be serious about the UK because... The UK's workforce already has been like, um, what's it called? It's known for like the laziest workforce. One really? Of the, yes. I was really? reading an article about yeah. it. One of, they take the most holidays. So, and the sick most days. Ways and sick days. I couldn't even believe it because I was just like, oh, you know, people, this, people work really yeah, hard. Yeah, I thought people work really but hard. I, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, like the UK's workforce is like, just I think it was to compared Europe. to like, I'm not sure if it was Europe. Maybe it was America. Compa- or America but only have two and weeks. No, but America, they only have two week. Like their holiday period it's is two weeks. two weeks, so they get what ten days or fourteen days yeah. or whatever. Com- uh, compared to here, where some people get thirty. 30 holiday days. Uh, some people, they, my mom, the way she plots her holiday you days have to. is amazing. You have to. Oh, you yeah, you, you put to. your holiday around the public. <laughs> when you start working your yeah, holiday, I'll, I'll probably get to you start, start looking working. forward to those public holidays. The yeah. bank holiday yeah. will be your favorite time. That's so true. Like, that is so true. Yeah, the desperation for bank holiday. Like. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to August. That bank holiday in August. Yeah, so am I. Anyway, back to back to the meat of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you feel like we can have it all? And that's very broad. But do you feel like, you know, for mm. somebody who is interested in this and also wants to do this and also wants to do that, like it is possible for you to juggle everything and it's possible because I think in particular with women, it's like you you just feel like you can't do everything. Like there's always just that one thing that has to take a backseat. Yeah, because I guess because we've been told or, yeah. exactly like you need to make sacrifices and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But it's like in this day and age, can we really, really have it all? Like So, um probably like a year ago or mm-hmm. two years ago I would have said yes. Yeah. Um now I wouldn't say no, but I would just say like what is all or do you want it all like what even is that yeah because i think we all want we feel like we want everything as if having everything will make us feel fulfilled Mm. but the question is what do you need kind of thing so yeah that's like a bit philosophical yeah because i think people just want they want the career but then they also want to be able to travel or then they also want to be able to like raise their kids and still be in their kids' life, yeah. but like you know having being able to climb the workforce and you know be thirty like, and have like a high flying job. I think that's um, at my age. That's the dream that you yeah, probably of course. have. Yeah, of you know. Course. So sometimes it just like feels like I think my... you realize that you get to thirty like really quickly, and it's just unlikely to have all those mm. boxes ticked. And it's like. Yeah, you can have it all. Do you want it all at the same time? Can mm-hmm. you handle it all at the same time? Mm-hmm. Like, Very people true. want a career where they're going to travel. Yeah. And then my question <laughs> is, like, why do you want to travel? Is it to see the world? So why do you need a career that allows you to travel? Like, you know, we try and make all these combinations, whereas maybe you need a career that gives you more time off or a career that gives you a lot of money to travel. It doesn't need to be in the, like, combination that we think, think that yeah. it is. Um, but yeah, f- but on a like grand scale, like on a macro scale, my aspiration is to have experienced all of it in my life. Um, but I'm less kind of tied to what that looks like at a given time now. Mm, yeah. That's a very good point, actually. Because I feel like for every everyone, all is different. So yeah. like my all is different to your all, and my yeah. all is different to your all. Like um, someone's all could be, I just wanna, I just want to do well in my job. 
and yeah. I just want to be able to raise my children properly. Yeah. Like that could be someone's all, or just pay your mortgage, or just pay your mortgage. Yeah. You know. So like, I f- it's it's very relative. I think that when when we talk about having it all, we think, oh, having a good job and raising your children properly and being mm-hmm. rich and, and your husband still in the picture. Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah. But it's like. That is what you think all looks like because that's apparently like the perfect picture. But like your all is, everyone's all is different. So I think, like you said, um, that about can you handle all at the same time? It's so true because what if you then get everything that you want and you're like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. Like I can't do this anymore. That's very, Like did you really want it then? Like it's very, very, very true. Yeah, and that's what people say that like that's why we think we're supposed to have things but we don't have them at a certain time. It doesn't mean that we're never going to have them. It's just like you're saving yourself a lot of stress Mm. by not having it. Mm. So yeah. So um, you started this um, thing called The Gathering Lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Can you like kind of talk to us a bit about what it is? Yeah, sure. Um, so The Gathering is basically, uh, what would I call it? I guess it's like a, like a platform for the, the modern millennial, Christian mm-hmm. millennial, or someone who is curious about faith, so you don't have to be Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what it is, is letting people ask questions. Um, when I was growing up, I wasn't told that I shouldn't ask questions, but I just didn't remember even asking questions really about mm. like my faith and stuff like that. So um, I was initially thinking of doing like a Q&A on my blog, but I thought, you know, I don't have all the answers. Yeah. It would be good to bring more people into the conversation. Um, so a lot of what we do is having in-person conversations with people um, and then like uploading it so people can watch and like listen to the questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just sharing more practical things like book recommendations, podcasts, a few um, insights that I might get from the Bible, although that's m- mainly on my own personal blog and anything else that comes out of that. And I suppose the re- it's quite v- broad right now. And the lifestyle element of it is that it's supposed to fit into your life from a lifestyle perspective so which is why we like cover like motivation self-development and relationships every element of life and then there's a lifestyle element to it as well in the sense that like I'm looking at doing more products that people can use so we've got um, a t-shirt coming out like a limited edition t-shirt the thriving tea so that should be out in just over a week Um, and just things that can just yeah help people live really or just like add add value to how you're designing your life um that's pretty cool yeah and i think it relates to what you said about having it all because i believe that you know with the guidance of god you can design your life um Mm -hmm. maybe what what is important is about what what drives that design um but i believe and as a personal belief i'm not can't necessarily say that it's just in the bible anywhere but it's just my belief that I have to do, live life on my own own terms. So just like those teachers that told me that maybe I should actually think of like going to another uni, I just said like mm. I know myself. I know there's something in me that knows that what is right for me, mm. and I, I'm trying to live that like unapologetically and not kind of settle for less. So yeah, I thought that one. <laughs> I really thought that one. That is like amazing. What the hell? Do you ever feel? And I, I feel like I always ask this question to Christians um, who kind of have like a platform. But do you ever feel pressure to act a certain way or to conform to mm. because you mm. are a Christian and you don't hide your faith? And so if, say, I don't know, because the world is crazy. And if someone sees a Christian going out drinking, all of a sudden you Point can't be fingers. a Christian no more. Yeah. So do you ever feel pressure to make sure that you your image is kind of like squeaky clean but you know you get what I mean yeah um that's a great question so 
Um, the answer is no, but there's like two elements to that. So the first element is that for myself and for like whoever would read any of my content or like digest any of my content, no, because I'm not like God, basically. Mm-hmm. And my, a lot of what I do is also not about that either. I yeah. share my own stories. I just live my life. I make sure that my social media isn't just me posting Bible verses so people don't think that I am yeah. I have this other side to my personality. Yeah. Um by all, so I try but some people tell me Shad, people that you know I wouldn't necessarily listen to their opinion anyway but some people do say things like you think you're so perfect so I'm thinking well I've never projected ah. that image yeah you know you get, all, <laughs> the thing. you get all sorts of feedback and it just reflects on people's own insecurities mm-hmm. um, I don't try to be perfect I just try to just share my experiences I don't even I wouldn't even say that my social media or anything I put out is about me trying to live well and showing that I'm just sharing my life mm-hmm. um, on the other side though there is um, um, I wouldn't call it pressure, but there is a reminder to do certain things. Um, but that's not because of any of that. That's just because of your relationship with God. Mm. Um, like we said before, that God knows you. So mm. irrespective of if I do something here and no one's ever going to find out, I know that I, it's As me it. and God. So, it so that, is, that is more of a motivator True. to like not mess up. But it doesn't mean that you never mess up. And this is the difficult thing about like life, I guess, is that you see all these pastors with big platforms or any anyone like messing up and people want to write them off. But the mm-hmm. truth is that nobody is perfect or exactly. else that w- the point of Christ- like Christianity would be pointless. Yeah, and believing actually. in Jesus would be pointless. Mm-hmm. So I think we could be a bit more like generous and gracious to people and like accept their flaws. That doesn't mean that you tell them that what they did was right. It doesn't mean that, you know, if you, if you do something illegal, you shouldn't go to jail. Yeah. It just means that the way that people just like write people off and say, well, they're a bad person because yeah, of this cancelled. one thing that they've done. It's just not true mm-hmm. because we've all done like wrong things. So. Yeah. And, and another thing that I am conscious though about like, you know, um, what people perceive and the message you put out. So I just think to myself, okay, you know, there are some things that I've done that I would have rather not done in my life, mm-hmm. but as much as I can, mm-hmm. which is not perfect, mm-hmm. if somebody was to, t- um, if this was done in the, like, public domain and somebody put it on a projector and everybody saw, would I be okay with that? And if the answer is yes, then yes. And obviously there's some things that are personal that mm-hmm. you wouldn't be okay with, and that's completely fine. Yeah. Um, but you know in things that are like in the public domain already if it was super promoted would I be okay with that and yes that's what I always think I think if I said this and somebody turns around to me like in a job interview or something and says you said this why did you said th- say this would yeah. I be okay with that yeah, yeah. that's very true that is so true cons- what, are you currently mentoring people or have mentors of your own or do you have any people in your life that like really inspire you be it famous people be it your parents I don't know anything yeah. just um, I don't have I wouldn't say that I have like a formal mentorship mm-hmm. relationship but I meet up with people mm-hmm. but um, I have lots of people that inspire me so people who are like famous that I don't know and people yeah. that I've grown up with my parents friends people that I've seen from a distance that I just think wow like the way that you're living your life mm-hmm. is inspirational to me um, and it's not when I was younger I used to think ah, they have to be my mentor like for my yeah. life whereas mm-hmm. now it's like it can be for career it can be in the context of family yeah. and it's just more of a relationship it's not like a formal meeting mm-hmm. Um, and then I do I have had people ask me to be their mentor before as well but I think everyone needs to figure out what that looks like for them because Mm -hmm. if you're a mentee the onus is on you to design what that mental relationship looks like you shouldn't expect that from your mentor Mm -hmm. Um, and then also you shouldn't um, think that they're going to solve all your problems. Um, which is why some people are like, oh, I need a mentor before I can do anything in life. That's because you're expecting them to be your answer. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be. Um, but it's important to just have 
those people. Because you go to these events and they will be telling you, like, do you have a mentor? Maybe you should try and find someone who's in the sector that you want to work in and that, that, that. And you're just saying, they're like, wow, I've not even, I've not even, like, met someone that I connect with on that level to go and approach them and be like, okay, can you mentor me? It would just be so fake. Yeah. Personally, like, authenticity is, like, my number one. It's so, so key. Same. And that happened to me a lot. Everywhere you go, they say, oh, you need a mentor, you need someone sponsoring you, taking you on your journey. And maybe that is true for some people. For me, that's not been the case. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I used to be like, "Ah, I need a mentor, where am I going to find them? Excuse me. Um, I need a mentor, where am I going to find them? Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't, like... It just wasn't. Yeah. It just wasn't that thing. Whereas I have friends who like have formal mentors, and it's going really well for them. Yeah. But I'm just not like ag- antagonizing over it anymore. I'm just like be grateful for the people that you know. Because I was exactly. also looking for a mentor outside when actually that I'd grown up with people around me that I could just that was literally a phone call away that yeah. would, wanted to have that relationship with you, but you never like no, no one really knew because you were looking elsewhere yeah. um so that's my own take but yeah some people have said that you know their mental has been instrumental mm-hmm. and you know i'm hopeful that that will be the case for me but that's not been the case yet yeah and the particular career that you want to do might be helpful for that for yeah. you to have a sponsor yeah. like you said in the room who's fighting your corner so yeah yeah so true that was great that was i think that was my last question yeah that was my last great. question Thanks so much for having me, guys. Thank you so much for coming. (laughs) It was really fun. It It actually went by. It went by really quickly. How long was it? An hour and fifteen. Okay, cool. Like wow, it went by so quickly. Is there anything else you want to say? Like any passing words? I know actually we didn't end up talking about like the future and you know your Uh, aspirations and where you see yourself in a couple years time. So that we can kind of end on that. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, like personal projects you're working on as well. Yeah, um, I just want to, I'm very lucky to feel like I do everything that I've wanted to do. Well, most things, there are a few things I, do, I still want to do like long term, but I'm doing most of it now. So my aspirations just continue to write more blogs, mm. write books, um, like grow things like The Gathering and just see where that goes. Um, work with businesses um, that I really care about and brands that I care about. Um, and then in the future, have enough capital have enough money to be able to reinvest that back into other business that businesses that were where I was mm. really now that need that support not just financially but in mm-hmm. every sense of the word um so yeah that's kind of it really I mean yeah. well that's it career-wise I, yeah. I would like to have a family and work outside of the UK and work you know maybe in Europe and America and Nigeria and yeah. do different things um but the things that I would be doing just the same as I am now that's so yeah. cool. That's so cool. Anyway, I like that. Thank you so much. Thank you Thanks so much. Me. It was really fun. Honestly, it's been so so amazing. We got that in the end. Yeah. <laughs> and please come back again. Like yeah, I know we spoke please. about you this time. Maybe we can just have you for a normal episode. Yeah, and yeah. just you know talk about what's going on and in the news. In the news, because yes. celebrities stay doing some stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah they, they do. They really, they really, really do. And so do we. Yeah, so do we. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> anyway, do you want to do the outro now? Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening if you want to um, find out more about Abiola you can follow her on Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. at A-B-X-O-L-A um, and you can follow her blog as well which is abiola.me am I correct? Yep. yeah um, and obviously you know where to find us Chatterbox Podcast we'll put everything everywhere everything will be in the description thingy yeah. on SoundCloud subscribe I don't say that subscribe and then tell your friends to tell their friends to tell their friends to listen yeah thanks guys bye